Aloha, people of God. It's your brother Mike Dillard coming at you live and direct from Honolulu, Hawaii. Welcome to Fully Submitted, my brother Mike. So, man, I was just coming back. I was just actually at the supermarket. I'm getting ready for the weekend, y'all. I'm getting ready for the weekend. I'm going to have a good time, me and Holy Spirit. We're going to have a great time this weekend. I... I don't know that I'm going to stay in the house the entire weekend, but I already got my towel laid out on the floor, my Kleenex, the garbage can. I'm not playing. I'm ready, right? I'm ready. Man, I've been getting up. You know, I set, I, I, I basically consecrated my time at three in the morning uh, unto the Lord from now until January 1st, 2023. So I'm seeking him. That's that's private time, just me and him, Right. So it may it usually goes between three and four in the mornings. Like today it went to like maybe like four thirty in the morning. But when you set yourself apart to seek the Lord, He's gonna bless you. He's gonna bless you, right? And you know, I talk about the joy of the seeker, and, and, and it's so true. I've got more joy now than I've had before, right? I'm just literally walking around just dancing and just so happy and like, Lord, I love you. I can't, I can't wait to get to three in the morning when I spend time with you. Now I'm not saying y'all gotta do it at three in the morning, but set if you set apart, and this message has this has nothing to do with what the message is, but I'm so happy. The Lord just got me so happy. I just want to share this with y'all because I understand this is really at the root of it. Right? And then we'll talk about title and everything else for the show. But um, you know. God is a rewarder of them that seek him diligently. This message keeps coming up in my podcast. Why? Because it is important. It is important. I believe that that the Lord wants his people to understand this. You know, there's there is joy that you can have in Christ. It's a part of your birthright. It's it's yours. It, it's literally yours. Right. This has nothing to do with. With your material circumstances, it has absolutely nothing to do like with your job or how much money you got in a bank or your relationship with other people. It's got nothing to do with that stuff. Right. This is between you and Christ. OK, <laughs> this is the joy that you have from being not only connected to him, because see, there's plenty of people that are connected to Christ, yet they don't walk in the joy that Christ has made available for them. Why? They don't even know nothing about that. They, they learn the scripture and they think just by quoting the scripture that they have the joy of the Lord. No, that's not how it works. It's just not how it works. But again, I come out here. Why? Because they don't teach this stuff in the church. So people don't know. So here I am. Right. <laughs> OK, so listen. There are blessings that the Lord has for his people, but you have to seek him on that. Right. It's in other words, it's like, look, hey, it's here available for you. But if you don't come and get it, mm, it's just sitting there. Right. So let's say let's say I put one million U.S. dollars in the bank account for my daughter, Kyra, the miracle baby. I put that in there for her. Right. You know, if Kyra don't go to the bank and get it out, it's literally just going to sit there. But it is hers. I opened the account for her. <laughs> it's there for her. But if she won't go get it. Right. If she just sits up and talks about, hey, my my dad gave me one million dollars. Yep. I got a million dollars. My dad gave me a million dollars. You know what? That one million dollars is just going to sit there. She can quote it. <laughs> she can quote it as much as she wants. She can sing and dance and skip about it. 
But if she doesn't go and take the necessary actions to withdraw the funds, she won't have it. And she'll be sitting up. I mean, she's not broke, but I mean, hypothetically speaking, like she could be one could be sitting up broke. And have millions of dollars. We know the story of Howard Hughes, right? Howard Hughes, once the world's richest man. Billionaire by all, basically by all accounts, a billionaire. In today's money, multi-billionaire. But what happened? He died in squalor. He, he died like he was some homeless person with no money. But he had money. But he just wouldn't go and take the actions necessary to access the money. Okay? So, Joy. Super important, especially when you look and OK, and I believe it's so important now more than ever that God's people understand these things. Right. Because when you look at the world events, what's what's going on in the world, the world system, which is Satan's system. Right. Satan is whipping his people into fear. He's whipping the whole world into fear and chaos and, and division and all of these things. Now, Christ is allowing it. Right. Because what the devil meant for evil, God mean for good, right? So Christ is allowing it. So as all of these people are whipped into fear and panic and everything else, guess who they're going to turn to? They're going to turn to the Lord because they know, one, they can't trust the government anymore. Now it's going to be very obvious the government is a bunch of liars. They've been lying. But there was a lot of people that still believe the government. But now it's pretty evident, no matter which country you're in, well, the government is a bunch of liars. They have their own agendas and they don't actually care about people. Well, then who do you turn to? Right. Many people that are in uh, 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 in uh, Islam, you know, they believe about their own God or whatever. But now when they look in Afghanistan and they see what's going on and, you know, these people are over there chopping off heads and limbs and taking young girls and raping them and making them marry grown men that have babies. It's like, you know what? Those people want nothing to do. <laughs> With Islam, they don't want anything to do. And so they turn to Christ. Right. But if you don't understand that, look, your God is in total control of everything. You're going to allow your emotions to get to whip you all around the place. And you're going to be <laughs> you're, you're going to be emotionally a, a train wreck like the people that don't know Christ. OK. And that's not supposed to happen. See, God has peace and he has joy. They're supernatural fruits of the spirit that he has made available to his people. But you just don't always walk in it. Right. If you haven't trained yourself to access that, if you haven't disciplined yourself to do the things. So where you actually access it and you're walking in it daily. Guess what? <laughs> You're that person. You got a whole bank account full of money and you won't do the things that you need to do to go and get the money. So your light, your lights got turned off in your house. Your water got turned off in the house. You ain't got no food in the refrigerator. Come on now. No gas in the car. Why? I, I, I don't got no money. Well, the truth is you do, but you're not doing what it takes to get the money. The Lord has joy for you. Man, oh my, oh man, the Lord has joy for you. And the joy of the Lord is your strength. When everybody else is falling apart, when everybody else is falling to pieces and things are crumbling, guess what? The Lord has given you supernatural joy, which is not happiness. People think, well, because they're happy, they have joy. That's not the truth. 
Happiness is an emotion. Joy is a spiritual fruit of the Holy Ghost. Right. Joy many times will include happiness. Sometimes it won't. Right. Right. Jesus went to the cross. Right? He, he thought about the joy of, 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 of completing that mission, the joy of of, of the, the men and the women, and the boys and the girls across time that was going to be saved and get to spend eternity with his father. For he thought about the joy, but it doesn't mean he sat up and he was all happy and skipping around about getting beat and whipped and tortured and dying on the cross. He was not. So joy is spiritual strength for the believer in Christ. If you don't know Christ, you can't have this. You don't even you don't even know the Holy Spirit. The Bible says the world doesn't know him. The world doesn't know the Holy Spirit and they, they can't know him. <laughs> OK, but you, brother and sister in Christ, you know, Holy Spirit. OK, so again, let me, real fast. I hadn't planned on going here, but yeah, here we are. So I'm cooking a pizza in the oven. So I got to keep walking back and forth. I'm in the house. Right. So <laughs> listen, how do you access this joy, man? This peace, these these gifts that the Lord has for you, it's fruits of the spirit. Let's just let's just put it under one broad topic. It's the fruits of the spirit. Well, how do you get the fruits of the spirit? You say, well, they're mine already in Christ. Yeah, they are. But again, you don't just walk in it. You must spend time with the Lord. You must spend time with Holy Spirit. I don't mean five minutes here and five minutes there. I mean, in, be intentional about it. I, I often use this illustration, right? Listen, in a relationship, if a man is telling a woman like, hey, baby, I want to get with you. And you ain't never spend no time or she going to be like, mm, nah, you ain't trying to be with me, right? <laughs> you don't spend time with me. You don't call me. You don't send me candy. You don't buy me flowers. You don't send me no card. You don't send me no perfect. You don't want to be with me. I'm looking at your actions. I just read today in Nahum. The, 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 the Bible says the Lord knows those who trust in him. Hello? So you can, you can sing and dance all you want to say you're a Christian. This is why I always make the distinction. Why? Because the Lord makes the distinction. He knows who's really his and who's not. And what is jacking people up and what is going to continue to jack people up? Two things. One, right? They, they, they kind of one and the same, right? They, they think they have a closer relationship with the Lord than they do. Because maybe they grew up in the church and, you know, they, they know they know churchianity. OK, right. They got some some churchy sayings that have been passed around from generations. They know those things. And so, you know, because they can quote, you know, God is good. Right. Won't he do it? Won't he will? You know, all those stuff. Right. They think they know the Lord, but they don't really know him. They don't really know him. They don't really have a close relationship with him. And so. They don't know. And so the second part, which is kind of tied in very closely, the first part is you think of yourself more highly than you really ought to. And the scripture says, let no man think of himself more highly than he ought to. See, because you think you have a much closer relationship with God, because you think you really know uh, uh, God, you think that, right? You're not able to grow. You're not able to access because you won't even take the time to humble yourself and look at yourself and say, you know what? Maybe I don't. It just just starts with that. 
Maybe I really don't know the Lord as much as I think I do. See, if you won't even acknowledge that, man, like I said before, you missing out. You're playing yourself, kid. You played yourself, kid. And you're missing out because you're not humble. And the Lord exalts the humble, right? He brings low the proud. If you're not even willing to check yourself, guess what? You fall into that category of being proud. The Lord does not exalt the proud, right? So these things that he's going to show you, things that he's going to teach you, things that he's going to share with you, things he's going to tell you, amazing things beyond your imagination and comprehension. Guess what? You can't access those things because you won't even humble yourself to be like, I, you know what? May, I, I don't know the Lord as much as I think I do. Or at least if you can't even bring yourself to say, just maybe at least crack the door. You know what I'm saying? Like maybe you don't know that stuff. Crack the door a little bit. Then you can you can get help. OK, you can get the help that you need. So going back to what I'm saying, if you want to access those gifts, you must spend time with the Lord. See, the the the, the Pharisees, they one thing that they noticed about one thing that they noticed about uh, the disciples, which eventually became the apostles, they they noted they noted their their boldness, their confidence, and how they were they taught with authority. And then and then it occurred. And wait a minute, these are fishermen. These are uneducated fishermen. And then the next thought was, wait a minute. Oh, these are they that spent time with Christ. See that? You see that? There were people that were believers, you know, in the first church, which eventually ran out on Jesus, right? Because things got too hard. They said the teaching was too hard. Who can bear this? They took off. But the disciples didn't take off, right? Jesus asked them, you going to leave me too? They said, where are we going to go, right? You have the words of eternal life. So those, you know, the ungodly and the religious clearly saw the distinction between those that spent time in the Lord's presence. Right. These were like they said, they're they're unlearned fishermen. How do you know the scriptures like this? How do you understand the things of God like this? How do you understand God's personality like this? You ain't never been to the you never went to know a theological school. How do you know this stuff? You're a fisherman. You know it better than we know it. See, that's because <laughs> the Holy Spirit will teach you, the Bible said. Holy Spirit will teach you. So not only did God give God the Father, right, give us Holy Spirit to be our helper. So he's helping us. But guess what? He's teaching us. The Bible says he leads us into all truth. So if you just so busy every day, you you got work to do, you running around, you know, you got a family. Hey, guess what? We all got stuff to do. So that is, those excuses just don't hold water anymore. They just don't. OK. You have to make a decision and commit yourself to the Lord. That's what it takes. That's where it starts right then and there. Right. Right then and there. If you say, I'm serious, I want to be used of you. Lord, I want to be used by you. Lord, I want to be one of those noble vessels in the house. I don't want to be the spiritual toilet. I don't want to be an, a, a, a vessel used for ignoble purposes. I want to be 
used for noble purposes. Well, if that's you, my brother, and if that's you, my sister, well, then this is what you must do. You must set yourself apart for the Lord. This is what consecration is. When you consecrate a thing, you set that thing apart unto the Lord. It is reserved for the Lord's use. If you're not going to do that, then guess what? You're just going to be some pew-sitting Christian. You're not going to do very much in the kingdom of God in the scheme of things. You're just not. You say, well, how can you say that? How, you, you, don't know what, you don't know what I'm going to do. I sure can say that. Why? Why can I say that? I can say this because when we come to the Lord, he is going to reward us all. Each, each one of us get different rewards for the things that we've done. Some people, all their works, the Bible says, are going to be burned up, but they themselves will make it in. Like you'll just barely make it in. But all of your stuff that you did on earth, guess what? You ain't getting no props for that. You'll get no props for that. And so... You know, in the kingdom of heaven, everyone's going to have different rewards based on how they serve the Lord, based on how they submitted themselves unto the Lord. Right. So, yeah, it does matter. So that's how I can say if you're not willing to set yourself apart unto God, then don't expect that you're going to be doing some great work for the Lord. You are not. You are not. Because the Lord is going to use those who have reserved themselves for him. Those God uses consecrated things. That's what he does. If any old thing can be used, you know what I'm saying? There were certain special uh, uh, plates and, 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 and glasses and flatware and whatnot that was used in the temple. Couldn't nobody touch that stuff but the priests. It was consecrated. It was reserved. It was reserved for the Lord. Everybody else ain't have use to that, right? And the Lord doesn't want what everybody else is using. <laughs> he does not. So if you're allowing yourself to be used by demons, I, we got to keep it clear here, right? Listen, if you're not managing what you watch, the Bible says you need to circumspectly, right? If you're not living circumspectly, what does that mean? Man, you got to scrutinize your life. You got to scrutinize what music you're listening to, right? Scrutinize what TV, what movies, what relationships you're hanging out with. If you're not willing to do that, then guess what? You're listening. You're under the sway of demons, demonic influences in the media, demonic influences through people that are that are not godly and telling you all types of nonsense, planting ungodly seeds in your heart. See? You're not going to be used by God. Not very greatly. Doesn't mean he can't use you to say a few words to people every now and then. But you got to manage your own expectations. Hey, and you got to be honest with yourself. Right? Like like the shrewd manager, right? The, vibe, the, the story of the shrewd manager, what always made me laugh is the guy told himself. He's like, look, when the manager, when his boss came and said, look, what's this I hear about you? Give an account, right? Basically, I heard you've been messing up with the paperwork. You've been goofing off. I'm going to fire you. Give an account of what you're going to do because I'm going to fire you. What the man said to himself is, look, I'm not strong enough to dig ditches, right? I don't want to do no hard labor. I'm not going to do this and that. So let me figure out a plan. He was honest with himself. 
And you have to be honest with yourself. You can't have these grandiose and lofty things. I'm going to do mighty things for the Lord. If you're if you're not going to set yourself apart to be used by the Lord of glory, then you just like the the <laughs> the shrewd, the shrewd manager, as the Bible calls him, you need to own up to it. Hey, listen. I ain't trying to, you know, get up at no two in the morning or midnight or set time for the Lord. I'm not trying to, you know, cut out what I watch on TV. I like watching the shows on Netflix. You know, it's, they're not having sex. It's just some, you know, some, you know, so, uh, you know, a lot of sensuality and whatnot. But, I, you know, I, I want to listen to the music I listen to. Yeah, I know they be cussing and talking about the Lord badly, but I want to listen. You know what? You got to you got to own that bad boy. Therefore, because I like these things and I'm not going to set myself apart for the Lord, then, you know, I, I'm not going to expect very much in the kingdom of heaven. Right. I'll do what I need to do and I'll stick close to God because I do want to be saved. Uh, but I don't I don't plan on doing the other stuff. So I don't expect to do no grand things. I don't expect God to do big miracles in my life or for me or through me because I'm not willing. See, it's God. It's a relationship. God has his part. And by God, I mean the Lord Jesus Christ of Nazareth and man. And by man, I mean human. Right. Humans have their part. God always does his part. We don't always do our part. So what's it going to be? And this is not what I plan on talking about at all, at all. So there's still a whole nother part to this message. But this is super important. And Holy Spirit wants to make sure that y'all get this, okay? So that you're not swayed by what is going on in world events, right? And also so that you can access what he has for you. It's not just about getting gifts or money or I'm telling you, I'm telling you, if you would just make the decision to commit and set yourself apart unto the Lord, right? You you would be amazed. There are those of you that are listening that have supposedly known God for 20, 30, 40 years. But I'm telling you, you don't really know him. <laughs> you, you don't really know him, right? Not yet. If you haven't done this, you don't really know him yet. Not like you can. And it's going to blow your mind because when you when you start knowing him like this, that's not to say you still won't have material needs. You will. OK, but that joy, <laughs> the joy that you get from being in relationship to the Lord and just knowing like, you know what, Lord, I know you got it. And I don't like what I'm looking at right now, but. I know you got it, <laughs> right? It, the, the things that you get from him, the non-tangibles are so much more valuable and precious than, you know, hey, I just bought this new house. Hey, I just bought this new car. Yeah, it may be a dream of yours, but I'm telling you, if you was to wear it on the scale of your heart, the things that you cannot touch and see, the intangibles that you'll get from, from Holy Spirit, from your relationship, they vastly outweigh the material things. OK, OK, there we have it. So. Thank you, Holy Spirit. OK, so I've said that part of the message there that there you go. OK, now what I was coming on here, what I thought I was going to talk about is called the God of no take backs. Let's go ahead and pray right quick. Father, thank you so much for the word. 
I didn't know I was going to be talking about the other stuff, but you're a faithful God and you love your children and it pains you. It pains you to see your children having less than they deserve to have in you because you sent your son to die on the cross for them. And all of all of the vast riches that that are in Christ and through Christ for your children, it's just sitting there. It's just sitting there. It's not being tapped at all at all and, and it pains you to see your children like this they could have so much more not even material yes but in the relationship with you and their knowledge of you and their understanding so much more they don't have to keep walking around thinking of themselves more highly than they ought so god i ask one you forgive all of our sins in jesus name Two, I ask for the grace not only for me to deliver this message, but the grace for my brothers and sisters around the world to receive this message. Three, Daddy, I ask that you would please convict us all, God, of our sins and help us to look at ourselves objectively. Help us to step back from worshiping ourselves because that's really what it is. If we say we have no sin in us, then we're a liar and we don't know you, the Bible says. Help us to step back and look at ourselves objectively, God, to see that uh, we don't know you like we think we know you. Why? So you can bless us. If we if we if we can't hear you, God, if we won't look at ourselves like that, then we can't access what you have for us. And you truly want us to have it. And so with that in mind, Lord, Daddy, <laughs> I ask I ask in Jesus name. That you would please grant this prayer. And I know it's done. I consider it done in Jesus' name. Thank you so much. I love you. We love you. Thank you. Okay. Title for this episode. The God of no take backs. With an S on the end. The God of no take backs. Okay. Now. We're going to read the scripture. Which is coming out of Genesis 27. And, you know, again, there's certain things I can't really seem to get away from in this season. The Lord just keeps having me bring it up again and again and again. Right. So here we go. We're talking about Jacob and Esau again. All right. So I'm reading Genesis 27 verses 30 through 33. And it says, and it came to pass as soon as Isaac had made an end of blessing Jacob, and Jacob was yet scarce gone out from the presence of Isaac, his father, that Esau, his brother, came in from his hunting. And he also had made savory meat and brought it unto his father and said unto his father, let my father arise and eat of his son's venison, that thy soul may bless me. And Isaac, his father, said unto him, who art thou? And he said, I am thy son, thy firstborn Esau. And Isaac trembled very exceedingly and said, who? Where is he that hath taken venison and brought it me? And I have eaten of all before thou camest and have blessed him. Yea, and he shall be blessed. Right. Mm. Yeah, yeah, that's it right there. I'm going to stop right there. So. What we see here, what we see here is a principle at work. It's a godly principle. It's one of the Lord's ways. You have, we're going to explain this stuff in a second, right? So essentially, you have a man of faith, 
a man of God who really actually has a relationship with God and, and walks in true faith. Not what he think is true faith. He really does walk in faith. Okay. When you're a man or a woman of God like that, you walk in power, right? The Lord does not let your words fall to the ground. If you're not that person in God, but you think you are, you're going to say stuff and nothing's going to happen. It's not going to happen. Your words will fall to the ground because you don't really have a relationship with the Lord like you think you have. Just saying. Okay, so anyway, you have this man of God. He just pronounced a blessing in faith on his son. Right? Jacob, who he didn't realize was Jacob because Jacob deceived him. But you know what? It doesn't matter. He bless, he prayed a prayer of blessing over that son. And what did he tell the other son that was supposed to have by natural convention was supposed to have that blessing? Basically, look, whoever that was, I blessed. He is blessed indeed. There, there's, in other words, I serve the God of no take backs. Right. God, you know, I can't take back that prayer. Right. Because I already prayed it in faith. And of course, the Lord already answered it. So there's nothing for me to do. I can't I can't undo that. What I just did. Right. So, you know, Esau did. Esau didn't understand it. Esau just wanted what he wanted. Sorry, y'all. My pizza's done. I take it out of the oven. Esau just wanted what he wanted. OK. He didn't understand this principle. And it's important that you guys understand this principle. OK. See, a lot of times. A lot of times I've heard Christians say, well, yeah, I read that in the Bible, but, you know, God did that for that person. He, you know, that's not for me. So if you're believing he's going to do that for you, you're actually in error, which is not true. Right now, granted, there are some things in the Bible that God did do for some person like, OK, he split the Red Sea. OK, God's probably not going to split the Red Sea for you because the circumstances are the same. It doesn't line up with what the Lord needs done. So thus it wouldn't happen. But what is important to understand. When you look at how God blesses people in the Bible, how the Lord blesses people in the Bible. You, if you're just looking at face value, the Lord bless this person. You've missed the whole thing. You've missed it. Right. <laughs> Excuse me. You have to look at the mindset that 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 went into him blessing that person. Why did he bless that person? Right. God has ways. He has principles. See, when you understand his principles and you understand his ways, then you get what God is doing and it makes your life much easier to navigate. Right. Because you know, no human's going to know everything about God. But there are certain things you can anticipate from him. Why? Because you know him, you know, his ways. If you know somebody's ways. You know, this person. So my daughter sent me a Kyra. She sent me a, a like a text message the other day. And it was a picture of a painting that she had sold. And she was laughing. She said, Dad, remember when you encouraged me to sell this painting for 70 bucks? And I do remember it was. We was going back and forth and I'm like, daughter, you can do it. Just bump up your price, sell it for 70 bucks. And then she said, basically, like fast forward. That woman essentially brought in six hundred dollars for me in revenue. Why? 
because she took a picture of the picture that Kyra sold her for 70 bucks. And, you know, it had two people that looked identical, but one was clearly a, a black person, like an African-American, and the other had a different color. I think it was like kind of blue. But the woman had taken a picture and posted like Black Lives Matter. And people saw that and they jumped all over it and they just started a frenzy buying stuff from Kyra. Buy, 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 buy. And she said, you know what? Knowing you, you're probably sitting up laughing right now. She had a picture of me laughing, like howling with laughter. And I bust that out laughing because that as soon as I read the fact that, you know, oh, she made 600 bucks off of that. I did. I busted out laughing. Ha <laughs> ha. And then I saw her other text that came in. Knowing you, you're probably sitting up laughing like that. And I was like, wow, she knows me. <laughs> so we laughed about that, right? So why can't my daughter say that? Because my daughter knows my ways. She knows my ways. She spent enough time with me. She knows my ways. She knew I was going to crack up laughing about that. It's the same with the Lord. When you spend time with the Lord, then you know his ways. You start being able to discern his principles. You don't just look at stuff at face value. No, you're really studying the Lord to see, well, what is he doing? Well, why is he doing it like that? And see, when you spend time with Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit will show you the different nuances or the different layers or gradients of why, or here's another term, granularity of why the Lord did what he did. So many layers, so many layers, so many layers. But if you just look at surface value and you think you know it, man, you just missed the whole thing. You ain't learned nothing about God. You just memorized an action that God did in the Bible, but you didn't really take time to glean who God is, why he did such a thing. Right now, why am I saying this? I'm saying this because there was somebody that I have a professional relationship with that I fell out with. This person, I basically felt like betrayed my trust, backstabbed me multiple times. And I was like, wow. But the Lord had warned me about this person a couple years in advance. You know, I was like, OK, but I couldn't see it with my natural eyes. I thought everything was chill. So, you know, you know, everything, you know, kind of developed a professional relationship, kind of got close. And then the backstabbing began. And I was like, oh, of course, my feeling, my feelings are hurt. Heart is hurt. And I was reminded, you know, hey, I told you <laughs> I told you. Right. Ah, I leaned into my own understanding. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Right. So at some point, I just I just kind of had a, a confrontation with this person. I'm like, look, we're just going to keep it professional. Right. That's it. Just do do your work. That's it. Right. We're not cool. We're not close. Do your work. We're going to be fine. Right. Because I work with this person. I'll leave it at that, right? Um, but one of the things I did because my feelings were so hurt, I wanted to make sure that my heart was well guarded. So I prayed, you know, the Bible says pray for your enemy. And if somebody is going behind your back and backstab. To me, that is an enemy. That's an enemy, right? You're trying to undo the work that me and the Lord are doing. This is an enemy, right? So I'm like, you know, what, Lord, let me pray. Why? Because that's what God set up in motion. Pray to guard your heart. Lord, I'm going to pray for this person. And I asked God to bless this person so that they would have the best year that they have had since they were at this company in sales. And I knew he did it. Right. <laughs> I knew he did it because I asked him. Right. And then sure enough, what started happening, sales started coming in. Boom, 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 boom. Right. And. This person would be like, whoa, I, I closed some more sales. I closed some more sales. And all I would say is, yeah, you know, this is going to be your best year ever. 
I'll just leave it at that, right? This person never asked me how I knew that, but I knew that because that's what I prayed. But then what ended up happening was this person's sales just kept coming in, kept coming in. And their attitude, quite honestly, was still kind of, kind of, kind of nasty. And at one point I was like, Lord, stop. No, no, Lord, stop, stop all the blessing. Like, turn it off. And then the thought occurred to me, like, I can't turn it off. <laughs> you prayed this prayer. I answered the prayer. Now, I just prayed for this year. I didn't pray any years beyond. I was very specific. Just this year. Right. And so I was like, wow, Lord, that's powerful. You I, I asked you to bless this person, which you did. And now that I'm asking you to basically take it back, like when there's a kid, they say no take backs. Right. Hey, let's trade so and so. OK, no take backs. In other words, you can't change your mind later when you realize that the bubblegum card you gave me is actually number one of a series and it's more valuable. Too bad. No take backs. Can't take it back. Right. I prayed a prayer of faith to the Lord. I actually have a real relationship with the Lord and I really walk in true faith. So when I asked the Lord something, he said, yes, son. Yes, it's already done. Amen. It's finished. OK. And then I began watching the blessings pour in and pour in on this person who still wasn't acknowledging him nor acknowledging, you know, the wrong that they played or whatever. So when it got to a point and I was like, this is ridiculous, right? <laughs> Lord, this is ridiculous. Look at all the blessing you pouring on this person. Lord, stop it, please. Like, they don't deserve all that, right? I can't change that. I, this is just real. I'm keeping it real with y'all. I'm being transparent, right? I'm a human, right? I have feelings, right? So I asked the Lord to like, hey, stop blessing that person. <laughs> Lord, that's enough blessing. But he, he wouldn't do that. Why? Because I asked him to bless this person for this whole year. And there's no take backs. That's what Esau found out. He is the God of no take backs. That's essentially what his dad was telling him. Like, hey, I blessed this person and that person will be blessed. Why? Because it's not in Isaac's power. The person that's praying the prayer, it's not in our power to perform that thing. And thus, it's not in our power to cease and desist that thing. It's not. It, it's the Lord. Right. It's the Lord. The Lord heard the prayer of faith. He said, yes and amen. It's done. And now we, <laughs> we think that we can go back to the Lord and be like, Lord, hey, hey, that's enough. Blessing, please. That's enough. He doesn't work like that. OK, so I I, I know what, what happened was I was driving up to one of the stores to get my snacks for the weekend, my local Hawaii snacks for the weekend, because I'm going to be praying and reading books and whatnot. I'm like, I'm going to get these snacks. And that person crossed my mind. It was like an inner an interaction. And I was like, OK. OK, well, very, 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 very well. You know, and I just said, Lord, <laughs> if you bless this person and allow that person is very large sale this year, then that's what you do. I said, but I prayed a very specific prayer just this year. I said, I'm not praying another year because now I see like I don't got no beef with this person. It is what it is. But I also saw that the Lord answered that prayer mightily. So I'm like, I, I'm not praying for that person for the next year. I literally just pray to make sure my heart was covered. 
But if you don't do it, if they don't get that sale this year, that's, you know, that person is going to be operating on their faith and the relationship that they have with you full of witchcraft and everything else. And that's that. So, yeah, that's how this whole thing came about. And I started thinking like, wow, God, you're the God of no take backs. You really are the God of no take backs. I saw I saw it. The powerful blessing. And there was nothing I could do but just sit as a spectator and watch. Like, wow, wow, wow. It just got more and more and more, right? So I said, you know what, Lord? I got to tell this to your people because this is one of your ways. This is one of your principles. And if they don't understand this, they have to understand this. So they have to be, they have to know. It's twofold, y'all. Okay. So when you, when you pray a prayer of faith to the Lord, because you understand this about him, that he is a God who rewards those that seek him diligently, that he is a God who who hears faith. When you pray a prayer of faith, he hears you. He hears you. You don't have to be some super apostle, some super Christian running the church. Nope. Don't have to be that at all. But if you just and we look at the woman that had had the issue of blood, right? In faith, she touched Jesus as him. She just kept telling herself, all I got to do is touch the hem of his garment. I will be made well. She pressed her way through the crowd. You know the story. She touched the hem of the garment. Instantly, she was healed. Jesus stopped in the middle of the crowd. Who touched me? His disciples, as usual, thought like, what is he talking about? Who touched him? They was, you know, they never understood what he was talking about a lot of times, right? What do you mean? All these people are thronging him. What do you mean? Who touched me? Who touched me? And then the lady came out. It was me. What he say? Daughter, go thy way. Thy faith hath made thee whole. See, when you pray a prayer of faith, the Lord's ver it will, he will respond. He will respond to you. That's just that. Okay? And so when you understand that about him, then you can have confidence that. He that you prayed to actually answered your prayer. Well, how do I know he answered my prayer? Because I understand this about the Lord. I prayed a prayer of faith. I meant that. I have a relationship with him. He answered it. Now, it doesn't mean that you're going to be able to say, I'm going to get it today or tomorrow. You don't know that. But you do know that you know that you know you've been heard on high and he answered it with a yes. He answered it. You have a standing yes with the Lord. Yes and amen. All the promises of God are yes and amen. It is a standing yes. Now, when you get that thing, that's up to the Lord. You don't know when he's going to release it to you, but it is a yes. Okay. And then the second part of that is this. You have to know that he's not going to change his mind. Right. He blessed you. He blessed you. No take backs. He is the God of no take backs. He ain't taking it back. Okay. It's yours. And just like, and we're coming to a close in a second, just like the Bible says, right? The gifts and the calling of God are without repentance. In other words, God gave each human being gifts at birth, whether you can sing or play basketball or play the piano or write stories really well, whatever it is, that is your gift from God. Now, whether you choose to submit it and consecrate it unto the Lord to be used for his exclusive purposes or you say no 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 you know i'm gonna go out there i'm gonna be a a, a pop singer you know we're just gonna use this example god is giving you the gift of, of vocal ability and vocal agility you can sing in other words right some people take it and they can consecrate it unto the lord and they say okay lord this is for you i'm gonna just sing gospel music okay 
Some people say, mm, nah, I'm, I'm going to be a pop singer. I want to, you know, I want to be a pop singer and be famous. Okay. Well, you know, and those people go out and they do all types of stuff against God, right? But you see, the Lord didn't take the gift away from them, right? They're still singing. They don't acknowledge where they got the gift from, but God gave that to them. He didn't take it away. He's the God of no take backs, okay? He's not going to take it back. So now this is not to say that if the Lord blesses you, you were obedient and the Lord blessed you with all this material wealth and everything, that if you turn around and then be like, I don't know the Lord, I'm going to start worshiping Satan and whatnot, that you will not lose it. He tells you right there in the Bible, I tell you this day, you will certainly be destroyed, right? He don't play that. So don't please don't twist what I'm telling you around to be like, I can I can do I can live how I want to live and God's not going to take it back. No, 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 no. The gifts he gave you, yeah, he didn't take those back. But if he blessed you out of obedience, Deuteronomy 28, and you receive blessings for your obedience, and then you turn around and you're disobedient, uh, yeah, you can expect some 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 whooping there, okay? It's not going to go well for you. Just look at Deuteronomy 28. You see how short the list of blessings is, and then the list of curses for disobedience is almost three times as long, so don't play. All right. So anyway, that's it. My pizza is now ready. It's getting cold. Y'all, it's getting cold. Right. <laughs> but I wanted to come on and I wanted to share this with you because it is super important that you, one, don't think of yourself more highly than you ought to. If you won't even check yourself or even be like, maybe I don't know the Lord as, as well as I think I do. You missing out. You playing yourself, kid. You can't even you can't tap into those blessings. And literally, it's just like I said, you got a whole bank account. It's yours. You're not touching it because you won't do the things that it takes to access it. And so you'll just grow older and eventually die. And that money just sat there. It was never touched. Wow. Those blessings just sat there. You'll come to the Lord in heaven and he's going to be like, look at all that I really had for you. <gasps> oh, well, Lord, I, I, why did I live my life like that? Because you wouldn't set yourself to seek me. You wouldn't set yourself apart. You wouldn't humble yourself. You you thought of yourself more highly than you really should have. And thus, you could never access it. So, yeah, you lived the life that you live. You, you could have had so much more. It was there for you, but you just, you never tapped into it. Doesn't mean you're going to go to hell. You just find out after the fact that you played yourself. You played yourself, kid. Okay, and then the last part is remember that God is a God of no take backs, right? You pray a prayer of faith to the Lord, He is going to hear it, He is going to answer that, and He's not going to change His mind later. Even if later you change your mind, like I changed my mind, I was like, Lord, please stop blessing this person. That's enough blessing, Lord. <laughs> that's enough. That person done got enough blessing, Lord. That's that's too much. Sorry, right? <laughs> Can't turn it off. You prayed this prayer for the whole year and I have answered this prayer. That person is blessed indeed for this whole year. Eh, no take backs, right? So understand this principle because it is at work. It wasn't just for Esau, Jacob and Esau, right? No, this is 2021. I just saw this happen in my life. That is a godly principle at work. It never changes. It is something about the Lord. It's part of his ways, part of his character. 
He's a God of integrity. So when you understand this principle, that is going to help you to be more confident when you come to the Lord and more confident in knowing that he is going to grant your prayers and he's not going to change his mind. OK, and, and about his love, he he decided the scripture says before the foundation of the world, he loved you. He chose you. He predestinated you to be conformed to the image of his son. He justified you. He glorified you. Right. He's not going to change his mind because, oh, I didn't spend a, not. OK, I didn't spend a lot of time with the Lord. It doesn't mean he's going to change his mind about his love for you. It does mean that you're not going to be able to access a bunch of gifts that he has for you because you won't put the time in with him. But it didn't change his great love for you. OK, the Lord loves you more than you will probably ever realize until you meet him face to face. And whatever you have done, if it's sin, it's sin. Own that bad boy, confess it, and get back to the one that really loves you, okay? He really loves you. All right, and on that note, that's it for today's lesson, okay? Uh, I hope this blesses you. I know if you take it to heart, it will definitely bless you because it works. That's the way God is. That's how he does things. Okay, anyway, hey, listen, I love you with the love of the Lord. Um, always remember that, right? Submit yourself unto God, then resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Okay. Until next time, aloha and be blessed.